it doesn't take that much effort to be a good lever and good lever will result in a lifetime of reputation because how you leave in the last few weeks and the last few hours that you spend with people and the clearest memory is always going to be how you leave. Welcome to Startup Jobs, a podcast where we explore all the different jobs in a tech startup. What exactly are they and what have we learned from scaling teams from the inside? While most startup content focuses on the founder or investor or specific area like marketing, this show is about accelerating your personal and career growth journey in whatever startup job is best for you. Yeah, exactly, Kai. Like This show is about you. Yep. We want you to be the very best that you can be. Sweet. So, Mike, we did an episode um, recently on how to make yourself unlayoffable. Yes. Um, and I think that's that's probably the ideal outcome in a situation when you're in wartime and, and businesses are trying to get efficient. But, of course, there's some situations, perhaps even self-initiated, um, you know, where you 100%. leave a company. 100%. Um, and I think there is a bit of movement happening at the moment. Um, mm. That was a reflection you had earlier as well. So if you are in a position where, you know, for whatever reason you're leaving a company, mm -hmm. um, I think you were keen to do an episode on that part of a process and yeah um yeah really how to how to end things well um so now you've got a got a few thoughts here um but perhaps yeah perhaps we can start with kind of a a bridge between one episode and the other i was thinking about this term managing out so managing someone out of a business it's obviously going to be you know only one example of how someone might might leave a business but right. it'd actually be good to just get your definition of that as a sort of related but separate note to start here what does it mean if someone's managed out of a business so i think canberra and alassian spoke about it in that afr article the aussie wall street journal article that we referenced in the other episode where they basically said hey um the performance management aspect is higher than ever before and there's some interesting info coming out of Facebook and Google in how they manage their teams where I think in previous years, like 70% were given the rating of, um, you know, you had a great year. I think they, they had these really like um, funny names for them. I don't know. Have you seen the, mm. uh, um, the like, you know. The banding. Yeah, the banding, exactly. And then now it's like whatever, 30% said, hey, you had a great year. So the, the, the performance gradings are tougher. Um, and look, I think this is definitely happening in tech and startups, but it's also happening more broadly, you know, as we go into um, some versions of economic downturns and economic recessions and tightening, which will be with us for the next 18 months. And so managing out, I, I usually don't like the, and, and certainly we at Zipline don't have this concept of managing out from the perspective of I've already decided this person is not going to be able to be successful and we're basically doing a bunch of stuff where they're not really quite clear. Like it's maybe they can read the tea leaves, but we're sort of now managing them out, you know, via a, mm. a performance review thing and saying, oh, sorry, you know, you didn't meet your goals and it was all a bit of a surprise. Now we have um, tripped up in the past, like a zipline where we didn't quite know how to have a, it was like, oh, now we're six months in with this person and we realize that they're not performing 
And then they then rightly say, well, hey, like, I, I didn't actually know that you didn't like have that conversation with me. And so just want to be clear, like we haven't been perfect in our history, but certainly like in, in recent times, we've now made it a lot clearer where, hey, actually, we're, we're a bit behind here, uh, Jenny, you know, hey, we're a bit behind here, Johnny, and here's where we are. Um, you know, how, how do you think that we could get this back on track? And then Jenny or Johnny says, actually, do you know what, like, I yeah, I recognize that I could do ABC. Okay, well, what's a reasonable amount of time that we could see improvement in ABC? I don't know, two weeks, four weeks, whatever. And then they own that plan, right? That we talked about making commitments. So as opposed to the company says, make this better within X period of time or else, um, you know, they can kind of come up with the plan. They should come up with the realization. It's heartbreaking when someone doesn't have the realization and then you've got to like come in with some examples and you have to be prepared to, um, and so sometimes you may get misaligned on that, right? Um, but ideally that's all covered in the, um, in what we call the job scorecard, you know, before they come into the role, which is how you're taking this role and here's how we're going to judge whether you're successful in this role. And yes, you understand that. And then you get into the role and then now we're onboarding onto it, you know, Hey, like we're checking in regularly saying, yeah, do you know what you are? You're on track. You're doing you know great in this area, et cetera. So in my opinion, like managing out is if, 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 if it's done without the person not knowing, then that's just a weak form of performance management and it's just a weak form of um, making someone redundant or, you know, frankly firing them for underperformance and you just yep. are, are not feeling comfortable in having that hard conversation. So from my perspective, I'd rather have the tough conversation, which is, hey, this is heartbreaking, but we're making this role redundant. Like, um, And you have that conversation or, hey, this is heartbreaking, but we view you as underperforming here for these reasons and we've had these conversations so we're going to you know finish things up you know or hey i reckon you've got a shot but we're behind here and, and we can't keep going like this um you know what do you recommend for us to be able to get this back on track like what could you commit mm. to right so it should really just fall in those three buckets in my view um as opposed to like this sort of vague managing out but they're all forms of one way that they could you know finish up with you know, ending and parting ways. Obviously, the other yeah. side, which we've had recently, you know, we made some tech changes where we said, you know what, we've got to develop a language internally and there's a reason for that and sort of two platforms. Um, we need to be more efficient and so we're picking one as the winner. And so right. we had some engineers that had to make a choice whether they were open to moving across to the platform that we've decided or there may be some very valid reasons why they're like, you know what, I don't, I don't want to um you know learn that and i don't begrudge them by the way like you know great people great developers um but they're like actually no i want to stay within this craft right it's like um mm. and, and and that's fine and so there's been some valid reasons why someone may um uh end things there may be also other scenarios where uh you know another recent one where someone had an entrepreneurial like side hustle and they now want to focus on that full time um i mean there could be a whole range of scenarios where uh, either initiated by the company or initiated by the person, you know, results in us ending things. Talk about why endings and normalizing endings doesn't always have to be negative. You know, sometimes they are bad, um, but just because they hurt doesn't mean that it's negative, right? If you have an infected mm. tooth and you go to the dentist and you get that fixed, that will hurt. That will not be a nice feeling. You drive home the night before, the anticipation will not feel good. The drive home will not feel good. That was negative relative to what you felt, the emotions you felt and the physical things that you felt. 
but it was yeah. not it wasn't bad it was actually good so there's things as this there's, there's things that there's such things as good negative feelings right um mm-hmm. there's two types of pain right a good pain is an infected tooth and you go to the dentist and it gets fixed that was great right like and sometimes that is also the situation with with endings uh, either with people you know in a company or changing things or changing relationships in your life um there's yeah there's good endings and good good pain from that and there's and then the, and there's bad versions as well what i want to think one worth touching on which is where you kick things off which is um how you finish up so i i, I want to spend yeah. a moment on how you finish up because i feel like i see a lot of things that you don't normally see until you you have 50 plus people, you know, or, or 10 plus people or whatever it may be um, that have reported to you or reported up into you over time. Um, you know, in my situation, you know, it's now in the hundreds, right? And I really notice that people fall in three camps when people leave. And I am constantly surprised at how many people are in camp number two and three, which are not the camps I think you should be in. It's probably 70, 80% of people actually in bucket number two and three. Where really it's not that much effort to be in bucket number one as a as a great lever, um, and let's talk about that. Great. So, what would be useful maybe is just like set the scene around like some of the emotions that that perhaps people go through yeah. when they're leaving a company. Um, like let's I guess maybe humanize or sort of understand you know potentially the reasons why people things get messy uh, as, as a lever, and then let's sort of set obviously some definitions around what a good lever and bad lever can sort of look like, um, how people can be the the good lever. But maybe it's worthwhile just starting with like some of these like raw human emotions that you've observed people can sort of what comes up for people in these kind of moments. Yeah. And just those three buckets, by the way, I would say great lever, average lever, bad lever, and then very rarely you have bucket number four, which is toxic lever. Um, and there's, there's, I've once had a bucket number five, which is extreme toxic, um, bad lever. Um, you know, it all becomes like threats and legals and like all sorts of ugly stuff. Um, mm. They happen very rarely, but I would say most are average levers and it doesn't take that much effort to be a good lever. And good lever will result in a lifetime of reputation because how you leave in the last few weeks and the last few hours that you spend with people and that's how you're going to be remembered and i'm constantly amazed that people don't factor that in uh and actually Mm. sometimes they just phone it in with their most average efforts as they head out the door and it's like the last two years of impact that you had like is now going to be colored in my memory 70 80 percent of how i think about you over time you know is unfortunately going to be quite colored by those last handful of weeks and days um, so why not just put in the extra bit of like effort and it's not about me juicing maximum value out for the company. It's actually about in, in, in tough moments, people show their true character in challenging times. People show their true character, how someone responds in a one-on-one phone call that will never, ever be recorded or shared or discussed with me what they say and how they react is how they show their true character and how you show your true character. And that's where the judgment becomes the 70, 80%. Um, and I'm, I'm amazed that people, maybe the, maybe the character piece is, 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 is not there for some, for some, I don't think that that's the case, but I would like 
folks to be aware of these are the moments where your character really shines through. And so you want to just mm. remind yourself now's the time for me to bring on my A game and not phone in this bit of effort as to how I react and handle the situation. Um, so we'll, we'll, let's talk about that. Um, your question, however, was the human emotions. Um, what comes up for people? That come up. Yeah, I mean, this is messy, right? I mean, you've broken up with girlfriends. Um, <laughs> you've either let certain friendships fizzle out. Um, potentially you might've had tough conversations where you're like, actually, you know, I'm going to prioritize less time, you know, here. O often we don't like doing that, right? Humans hate conflict uh, and hate disappointing other humans and hate, there's just this f uh, aversion of um, making other people feel bad. And, and, and so we, we often run away from that. And so then when you're, mm. when you're, at a situation of leaving a company, <laughs> um, all of this stuff comes into play. Um, particularly if if either you have decided or the company has said, hey, we weren't able to make this successful, right? Um, you may feel the feeling that you felt when someone broke up with you, right? Like it it, it I, I acknowledge like it 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 sucks. Like that, that that's not a that's not a great feeling. Now the magic yeah. is once that pain is out of its peak and the cortisol is lower, uh, I really encourage the the, 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 the the pain plus reflection equals growth and go, okay, well, what can I learn from this? Like either I thought that I wanted to be at this kind of company or I thought that I wanted this kind of job, but yeah, I can see how I missed the mark. Like what am I now going to do, right? Like do I still want that thing? And so I don't need to work on skills and, 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 and competencies and do I need to be in a, in, in a maybe a bigger company with better support and better management before I try to go into the craziness of a 50-person startup? Um, the reflection process thereafter becomes the most important thing. But, yeah, I certainly acknowledge in the initial stages the emotions are really no different than any other kind of form of breakup, right? Like it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty intense from an emotion perspective. So let's now talk about those buckets. Um, and without obviously making sort of identifiable remarks, just, just from <laughs> what you've seen in, in those buckets, um, obviously starting with, with what a great lever looks like. Um, mm. it sounds like it's, it's probably simpler than people think. It really is like the, the great lever basically has very little distinction between the way that they worked in putting best efforts in when they were wearing the company t-shirt and the last two, four weeks you know, handover. Now we're, we're very realistic in, in all scenarios. Um, certainly if we've said, Hey, um, you know, this isn't working, we weren't successful and we've initiated the conversation and let's say it's like the classic four week, you know, end things up. It's pretty rare that we will say, I don't think it's ever happened actually. Like, Hey, we want you to sweat this 40, <laughs> you know, 40 plus hour week out for the next four weeks. Like pretty often we'll say, Hey, do a, a day or two of like nominal handover and be available for a phone call. But frankly, like we'll, you know, we'll pay out that time and, and spend, you know, the vast bulk of your time, 80%, you know, looking for a new job and here's how we're going to help you and you should meet with this person and, and, and so forth, right? So I don't expect that person to necessarily yeah. go into some of the most hyperproductive <laughs> four weeks of their life. Um, but what we're looking for is when you do put that effort in, 
which is probably like two or three days and a good handover um, and being available. It's both attitude and just the quality of that content. Like just spend a moment like synthesizing your world for the last however long you worked for this company and mm. and think, put yourself in the shoes of, okay, like if someone genuinely needs to take over my job now, what are all the most important things that they need to know? Like how do I take all of this stuff out of my brain? What are some of the most important trains that are in motion that they're going to need to keep going and the contacts that they need to be aware of or the... The things that I've learned, like here's the list of stuff that I've tried doing, but they didn't work the last few quarters. Um, basically, like if I was the predecessor, what's everything that I would want to know and what is that I would have learned and what's in motion um, and, and synthesize that well. And that can be both like documents, you know, calls, recorded meetings, like list of like outstanding to do's. And it's not like most people can get that done. Look, if you're pretty senior and you've got a lot of complex things going on, it may take you a week or two, but most most people can get that done within a handful of days and just put in like the best possible effort there. That would put you in a top five, 10% of levers. Like I'm the amount of people that phone that fucking in and barely put like, just put in like, I mean, you may be the receiver of some of these handovers and, oh, you know, like, it just that that's tough like then that's in my that's in the average lever bucket you know they've they've done the thing they certainly haven't gone you know fuck you i'm not doing a handover uh process mm. but yeah being a great lever is where team the manager the people taking that thing over was just like wow like i've got everything that person was working on i clearly understand it i know where to go they've made themselves available for a call I, you know I, I try not to bug them too much but when i make the odd call you know, both attitude and quality of like help um, is great. Now, what happens is because yep. that is the five ten percent rare, that bubbles around. Like internally, you then get known as a great lever, um, and that always comes back. You know, to me, you know, as the the sort of company CEO, and then your reputation now, that mm. is now your reputation for the next 20, 40 years for everyone that yeah. worked here. What does um, it matter? Forever. Why does that matter? Yeah. You know, they're coming and, back to you for, for references, you know, all that kind of stuff. And everything interconnects. I mean, like, like on a weekly basis, I have something that connects within my world from 10, 20 plus years ago. I mean, this is what happens, Kai, when you become, <laughs> you know, 40 plus. But, you know, folks that I intensely worked with, you know, in my 20s, you know, some of these folks have gone on like, you know, uh, MDs, you know, of countries for Facebook or Google or like a whole bunch of really interesting, you know, folks. And it is not unusual that I get pinged going, huh, like I've come across so-and-so and I noticed like you worked with them once upon a time or, hey, I'm like working on this thing or like da-da-da-da. And so I still clearly remember people's reputations of 20, 30 years ago. And mm. so it's like for two days of being an average lever versus a great lever, like two days of effort, like for all these people that are going to have the after life memory of you for 40, 50 years plus, like, God damn, just put in like, that just be a great lever. Like it is totally worth it from a reputation perspective. Even if you take a short term thinking perspective, which is I want to make sure I've got banging references. And, you know, when I go on the job market, I want to make sure that, hey, anyone can confidently call my boss or my boss's boss um, or hell, call the CEO of this company and he's going to rave about me. Nothing stronger than you being in an interview process, by the way, and saying, yeah. oh, like, 
sure, I'm talking good game in this interview, but I actually want you, like I encourage you to call my ex-boss. I encourage you to call my the CEO of this company that I worked for eight years ago. They will give you an accurate assessment. And by the way, like some people that worked, you know, for me even 10, 15, 20 years ago that were those champs, I will happily go into bat for them now, right? And to be honest, like mm. if someone was to do a reference of, hey, this person worked for you like 10, 20 years ago and still raving about you, I then know that they're a high performer. I know that they're amazing mm. uh, as the potential, you know, hire of that person. So you want to collect those types of references and that they ultimately are, are still, of course, they're judged by how you work there for two years, three years, five years, whatever it is. But the clearest memory is always going to be how you leave. Yes. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, I know you've got a book which you've been nerding out on a bit, Necessary Endings. Um, was there anything from from that which came to mind when talking about, I guess, when someone leaves a company? No, I mean, I think like the, the average lever um, we've covered, the, the bad lever is just for whatever reason, you're stuck with an emotion where either particular people or for some reason the company, you know, and you've kind of stuck in this like victim view of here's all the things that are shit about them and like, you know, thank God they're in my rear view mirror and da, 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 da. And then that will then show up like in the handover and it's not even just going to be average and it shows up in the attitudes and what have you. And look, like if, if that some for some reason is your real thing, I would actually say flush that out in good, like be productive in good exit interviews and a documentation which is, hey, like here are the things that I still really emotionally struggle with you know, and, and here's the things that I think that you guys really need to focus on because this stuff really, you know, irritated me and still like fires me up, like thinking about it. Like how do you channel those strong views into something productive that can make the company or the leadership team better and then go, I'm going to suck that up and I'm still, it. the company is not a person, like there's still mm. humans that have to now take over the work that I did. And so I'm going to do the right thing by those humans, even if I have, let's say, hatred in my heart for the company or I have an annoyance in my heart for uh, leadership team or whatever it may be, there is, there's still Johnny and Jenny that are going to have to do my day job. And so in the interest of my fellow humans that are going to have to pick that up, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give them a grade. And so I think even, even if you're pissed off at the circumstance of the company, I still think you can, and actually, that says even more about you. Like, if I got a, if I got a letter saying, "Hey, Mike, here are all the things that I think, you know, you're way off track, and like this is shit about the, you know, da 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 da," I will always read that with an open mind and go, "Do you know what? Maybe there's, maybe there's, there's something here. Like, what am I missing? Um, mm. Or how on earth has this person interpreted something that's so far off what it is that I want? Like, I would encourage mm. that, and and I will always personally approach that with intellectual honesty. Um, to understand that and 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 then absorb that, but then if that person then does that as well as then goes out and gives the the good handover, the great handover, you know, to that team, like my view of that person has now gone up five ten x. So I think yeah, even with strong emotions and even with strong like, I feel like I want to burn this ship down. Um, I think you can channel that energy in a in still a in a really really productive way to be an awesome lever as well that if there's there, there is movement in the market or, or things changing in your world um i think that's um it's a really nice way to frame yeah it. i think that's it leader. i mean just yeah like optimize for being a, an awesome lever and uh, this this sort of 
we'll, we'll do we'll have to do a, a topic another time on on uh, I, you know I've read this book Necessary Endings and it's just really really great around just embracing endings as a natural part of life you know we have seasons um, there's different types of endings you know letting go of what's not working concluding that you've successfully finished this phase and you're now ready for a different phase or there's another version of ending something which is growth orientated like hey for my next type of growth i kind of need to be somewhere else um and just knowing that these endings are a natural part of life like they're going to come and go and they're going to happen um and spot them early because you don't want to be in a spot where you should have ended something you know a year or two ago um yeah. and so how do you find that um and overcome the resistance of maybe ending things and it could be even be ending things in this role as opposed to this company right like hey mm-hmm. like i think my time's coming up for this thing i want to have a conversation where i believe there's probably a necessary ending in this chapter here you know i want to now you know do da 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 so this sort of whole concept of being able to have productive views of um ending things um yeah, let's make that a separate topic. But for today, just because there is movement in the market and people are shifting, et cetera, like basically how to be a really, really great lever here um, mm-hmm. is just so underrated because most people just kind of box tick, phone it in. But what I'm saying is your reputation amongst both the team that now have to pick up your work together with a whole bunch of managers, together with people who aren't managers now but will become senior people in 20 years' time Mm. and how they're going to remember you is really, really worthwhile because you'll eventually have thousands of people in your network, you know, when you're in your 30s, 40s and you want to be known as one one of the champs and that is crystallized in how you show your true character in those tough conversations, in those tough moments, in even when you're feeling some emotions and you're like, I'm going to do the right thing by the, this person, by this team, you know, by this company, I want to optimize for good lifelong win-win relationships and I'm going to do some good work as I head out the door. Um, this is where you show your true character. Make it count. Sage advice. Thanks, Mike. Hey friend, thanks for listening to today's episode of Startup Jobs. This episode was made in collaboration with our friends at Early Work Academy, Australia's only tech sales bootcamp with a job guarantee. Applications are currently open for the next cohort. All the details are in the show notes. And finally, if something resonated with you in today's episode, we're posting episodes like this every week, including CEO memos straight from Michael. The best way to get those episodes on the day is by hitting the follow button on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time.